Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. Hey, hey, everybody. How's it going? You are listening to another episode of The Command Zone. I'm your host, Jimmy Wong. How is it? It's Josh Lee Kwai. And today we have our good friend, James Pianca, back on the show. Welcome back to the show, James. Thank you so much. What's up, guys? Uh, James has been on a couple of episodes of the show now. If you guys want to go back and check those out, he was on episode 7 as well as episode 64, our Nintendo 64 episode. Uh Ooh. Uh, yeah, James writes flavor text and names cards in Magic, so we get to talk really in-depth about that process, and it's really, really sweet and very He also plays EDH. Yes, yes do. absolutely. Almost so, exclusively, EDH and Cube. Dude, I we have started to play Cube. Uh, our friend Craig made a multiplayer Cube. Wonderful. You will have to join us sometime. It I'd is love incredibly to. fun. Oh, it's so fun. Yeah, you get to play with like Sundering Titan, too, and you're like, oh, oh. the joy. <laughs> he, he needs to take that out. It's too broken. <laughs> no, it's way too it's broken. it's just, just <laughs> powerful enough. Come on, guys. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about one of James's uh, other decks. We talked about his uh, Crufix, Crufix uh, deck Crufix. On, on episode seven, which is all about just ramping out gigantic, crazy, broken stuff. And today we're taking it back a little bit. We're going to talk about our very first Super Friends deck. Really? You guys haven't done that yet? Not yet. We've mentioned it a bunch, but we have not actually gone and done a Super Friends deck breakdown on the show. Uh, I talked about one of our deck daydreams is that what we called it yep yeah. i wanted to make a super friends deck and i did it was a five color super friends one but that's that's temptation yeah it, it i mean you get to play all the super friends right um but uh we're gonna have a little mini subtopic before we delve into the actual deck itself uh, we're just gonna start with talking about planeswalkers in edh you know we haven't talked about planeswalkers a lot surprisingly um yeah they're yeah. not as good here yeah I, well I in some ways they are in some ways they aren't i mean they're all you would think they would be great, right? Because there are exactly what we usually want in EDH, which is incremental value right. that is repeatable. And, yeah. And free of investment beyond the first. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. it's just like repeatable value. That's what we're usually looking for in EDH. Right. So in a funny way, it's strange that we don't see more Planeswalkers in our format. I mean, we see some of them, but we don't see a lot of them. Why do you think that is? I mean, look at Jace the Mind Sculptor. Um, actually... I should probably not be the one to answer this question. Because <laughs> you have a Super Friends deck. Well, I'm just less informed. Well, here's the thing is that Jace is a very good 
planeswalker to start with. He is known as to be one of just the most powerful planeswalkers ever. That's why his price tag is in the eighty to ninety dollar range. And that's the thing about planeswalkers that they do kind of run the gamut from weak to near broken, depending right. on the planeswalker and the deck they're in and what specifically you're doing with them. So I think. It's really tough to run the Planeswalker out there and have it do what you want without someone just going, okay, you really just willingly put a target on your back. All right, fine. Right, right. Yeah, I think that's actually the number one reason that Planeswalkers are sort of underutilized um, because politically they're just so tough to sort of mask in any way. Like you can do a lot of things and sort of play it off. But if you, even like a creature, if you put out a Consecrated Sphinx, well, their goal is now to kill that creature. Right. But Planeswalker actually causes them to attack you. Right. Right? Yeah, they're attacking the Planeswalker, but they're still turning their creature sideways and pointing at you. Yeah. And that's not a habit you ever want to get somebody else <laughs> into doing in a game of a multiplayer because you just want them their mindset to be, I'm not attacking that guy. And it's so yeah. easy once I've attacked you once to just attack you again. Right. Yeah. So yeah. putting a Planeswalker <laughs> out can be politically just a really tough thing to deal with. Yeah. Right. Also... Um, in general, the Planeswalkers in EDH, because it's more of a crazy format, they don't get to get to their ultimate as often. Uh, and sometimes the most dangerous thing about the Planeswalker is their ultimate. So that's just another way of like really forcing the issue. Because if it's just a moderately powerful Planeswalker, but their ultimate is busted like almost every Planeswalker's ultimate is, even especially in multiplayer formats, uh, then it's just you're really drawing attention to yourself. Whereas you can hold an instant in your hand and no one knows you have it. Right. Or you can have three of the four combo pieces down, but no one else sees exactly what you're about to do. Right. So, well, right. Insurrection is just going to win the game a lot of times, mm-hmm. but their ability to see it coming and respond to it is the window is a lot smaller than, say, I don't know, any Planeswalker's ultimate where they're yeah. going to be like, oh, you're at six loyalty. Oh, you're at seven loyalty. Oh, you're at eight loyalty. Now you can ultimate. (laughs) I mean, if they didn't stop you for those three turns, then they couldn't and you were going to win anyway. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, One thing is, though, it's true. Like, it's hard to correctly threat assess a Planeswalker sometimes because sometimes they're just okay, right? Yeah. Sometimes they're not as powerful as an Insurrection. And you know by minusing as soon as they come out that you're not going to get them to their ultimate. That's not your goal. So... You know, I think the main thing when someone's playing Planeswalkers is like look at them and see exactly what they're doing and what they plan to do with it because it's all on the board at that point for the Planeswalker. Like, are they, does it enable the main strategy of the deck and is going to do something broken if you let it keep doing that same thing? Like, right. what's what's the agenda that puts a plus one plus one counter on every creature you control? Hmm. Like, that's a very powerful ability. But right. if they only do it once and you're like, oh no, they're going to have something that doubles that, you know, they'll put uh, that, that green enchantment from cons. You know, they're going to they're gonna make everything giant. It's like, okay, now we have to get rid of it. But if it's just sitting there and adds a 1-1 one, one counter to one guy and the guy's kind of just withering in the, in the, in the, in the distance, like, I'm just going to play Johnny and kind of sucks, then it's yeah. not a huge threat. You don't need to go straight for it. You don't need to direct all your attention to it, especially if someone else is doing something more broken. Well, as you'll see with this deck, there's um, something that EDH allows, and particularly oh, yes. one card, one very specific one card. One very specific card we'll mention, yeah. That uh, that sort of mitigates that problem and allows the Planeswalkers to be at, at or above alt level right when they hit the board. Yeah. yeah. D- well, we've talked about this many times. It's doubling season. Yeah, um, it's broken. But I, I think what you just said is actually another reason why Planeswalkers are sort of not as good as an EDH because when facing so many players, there's so many times where you play a Planeswalker and then somebody at the table can just sort of like offhandedly attack you 
Yeah, for no. Like, just, I've got an unblockable guy. I've got a flying guy. Mm-hmm. I've got a dude with shadow. Like and you can never get angry at someone for swinging at your planeswalker either. No. You can't be like, "Why'd you do that?" It's like, it's "Well, like, it's a planeswalker." It's a planeswalker. Wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> I would still get angry, like in <laughs> quote unquote yeah, yeah. in game angry. You might as well get some equity from them attacking you. But yes, you're right. Yeah, like because if just they can the just do it for free, yeah, which mm-hmm. they so often can. Yeah, so those are some problems with playing planeswalkers in general. It'll be interesting to see how this deck sort of gets around those type of issues. Yeah. Um, I mean, big planeswalkers, I think, need to be dealt with are like the Liliana that can tutor for stuff. Yes. I think because she can do it twice in a row if you don't do anything without dying. Um, Nahiri is really dangerous. She can cheat out giant equipment. Mm. Um, the Soren that takes you to 10 life yeah. is pretty dangerous. Yeah. And I think the most dangerous planeswalker is Fencer. Uh, oh, the one that can flicker stuff. It, only in certain decks, I think. In yeah. other decks, he's but not. when I but mean, yeah. like, because it's flicker target permanent, right? Like he can do anything. Well, Venzer's the one that probably allows you to cast doubling season after the Planeswalker mm-hmm. comes out, right? That's which is actually better because if you cast doubling season and then say go, what are the chances that? either you or doubling season is still alive when it's your turn again. It's right. pretty low. Yeah. So being able to do it and then flicker and come in at the end of that turn, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, that's why we ramp and that's why we run counter spells. Yeah, exactly. We know James is a big counter spell player. I love me some control. I mean, how could you not? <laughs> um, one thing that we should talk about is that sometimes you can politic your way to laying a planeswalker to live. This actually happened uh, last week at Comic-Con. Um, well, I guess... Two weeks ago? Yeah, two weeks ago, depending on when you're listening to this episode when we record it. But uh, Gavin Verhey was playing uh, Alex Kessler's um, Geist of St. Traff deck, and he dropped the Mm. Jace where his plus is everyone draws a card. Mm. And we were all like... Baby Jace. Yeah, Baby Jace. And, you know, we looked at him, and as soon as it landed, we all looked at him and said, which one are you going to do? He's like, well, I don't want you guys to kill him, so, you know, give me a little immunity if you let everyone draw a card. And we were like... Yeah, okay. Yeah, fair so enough. So we went a couple of turns of it doing that, and as soon as he minus it, we just killed it. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as he was like, no, it's just for me. We're like, yeah, that's <laughs> yep, you ran your course, baby. <laughs> Sorry, Jace. See ya. That's why my favorite Planeswalker of all is Garrick Wildspeaker, because he all of his... so useful. Yeah, yeah, but all of his effects are minor. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. there's no way to just win the game with him. No, I'm just getting moderate value. Don't mind me. Just a little moderate yeah, exactly. value. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> I'm making a 3-3. Three, three. I'm yeah. untapping a couple lands. Even his quote-unquote ultimate is just like a small overwhelm. Like, it's right. not even great. So it's very, very easy to politically keep him alive because you're like, right. read it. I mean, yeah. what can I do? I can untap. Yeah, he's yeah. giving me two mana, but I mean, is my Gilded Lotus pissing you off? Because yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is doing the same thing. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, he beast. does... Yeah, he does so much that it's like, oh, I'll just get to repeatedly get value off to, off him. So he's the one that I can actually keep on the board, right. which is why he's my favorite. Yeah. And and Wizards demonstrated that they do want Planeswalkers in multiplayer formats. That's why they printed them in Commander 2015. That's why a lot of them say each opponent for the right. ultimates or every player right. instead of just target player, even though they're supposed to most... I mean, when they became originally developed, they were mostly just one-on-one right. and developed with... Yeah, I mean... Line, you know, but. The pragmatic side of me is saying that, of course, they're doing that because Planeswalkers are sort of becoming the flagship mm-hmm. card of yeah. Magic. So to push them into this newly popular format makes smart business sense. Yes, yeah, it does. Very much so. Yeah. Um, the, another issue, and this is not an issue uh, along the same lines as the other one, is just that Planeswalkers tend to make games longer because they're they're actually life gain when you think about it. Mm-hmm. So if you play a Planeswalker and he comes in with a five loyalty and you take him up to six sure, or her, yeah. then now when somebody attacks that, even if they just kill it, 
it saved you all that damage that you would have taken. Potentially right. even commander damage too. Yeah, exactly. So that's another sort of issue with Planeswalkers. It's not necessarily good or bad, but I did notice that when playing with or against the pre-con decks uh, with the Planeswalkers as generals, those games generally take a little bit longer because there's just so much extra life gain going on. Also, if a Planeswalker as a commander can't, attack another player and nice. deal commander damage so you've got this dual thing going on mm. that just creates slightly longer games it's not nice. bad it's just something to be aware of yeah so very interesting topic planeswalkers in general we'll, we can probably spend the whole episode breaking down our favorites and just how to use them and stuff but let's not waste too much time here let's get into our deck tech we are talking about a very special commander to my heart because our friend sam kelly used to play this commander and he is Moved out of the country to Prague, so Aww. we don't get to face down this very mean, nasty lady. Uh, you want to less less know who the lady is? I don't is? miss. Yeah, I don't miss the deck. I do miss <laughs> Sam though. <laughs> yeah. So this this deck is is headed off by Damia, Sage of Stone. Oof. And she was in the Commander Precons, correct? The very first. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and as we all know, some With of the those Nimiaplasm, commanders. She was yeah. The backup to him. Some of those commanders in those Precons, the original ones, are very. Very powerful. So uh, good. Anamar specifically Kalia. is the one. Kalia, yeah. Um, so Damia, Sage of Stone, or Damia, however you say it. Damia, uh, who knows. Uh, is a four and bug. So she's Sultai, seven total for a legendary creature, four, four. Now that doesn't seem that good, right? No, seven, not four, yet. Four, four, not yet. <laughs> Death Touch, is that better? Yeah, a little better. Skip your draw step. That's terrible. That's terrible. Wait, but, but at the beginning of your upkeep, if you have fewer than seven cards in hand, Draw cards equal to the difference. Nice. So she can draw you up to seven cards. Yeah. Seems uh, good. Yeah, pretty good. That's why you see her piloting so many uh, or you know, leading so many good stuff decks mm-hmm. is that she doesn't necessarily do anything in particular. She doesn't like... Right, she's she not swinging in to kill you. Anytime yeah, soon. she doesn't. She doesn't say build around me. Mm-hmm. What she does say is I will refill your hand. She's like dump well, your... And she has green. Yes, and so, she has green. Every deck needs, we always say it, mana ramp and card draw. Mm-hmm. She's got card draw on her, which gives you access to that all the time. Yep. And then she gives you access to the color that gives you the most mana ramp. So yep. She also gives you access to the color that draws the most cards, yep. Yeah, which is nice. And then she gives you black, which gives you the best tutors. Yeah. So there, the conversation about which, if, were, if you were to build an, uh, an EDH Super Friends deck, there, there's a conversation to be had about what colors to include. Mm-hmm. And there's a very, very strong argument for Bant. Because white has uh, Elspeth. Elspeth, first of all, it's got amazing super friends. It's got right. the, the new Johnny Steadfast, who's got like a super friends little toy on him. Like that's oh, yeah. sweet. Um, but it also gives you access to uh, a whole new host of board wipes. Um, yeah, Elspeth, that don't affect planeswalkers. Right? Yeah, yeah, board wipes and board wipes in a super friend deck are pretty much bread and butter because you want to be wiping the board of all your all your opponent's threats, but mm-hmm. you know, preserving your own. And so you really do give up a lot with white. I think the board wipes are actually a bigger loss than the white planeswalkers themselves. Probably um, by not by not having them. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, everybody that's listening will know that I built my Nekusar deck into a five color deck. Oh, just so I could put white for board wipes in. Yeah, because it's the same problem. Like you just want to you want creatures to go away, but everything else to stay. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. All right, so uh, Dami is very powerful. You usually are drawing at least three cards from this every single turn if you if she's allowed to live. Mm-hmm. Um. Which I find insane. that I don't even I don't even necessarily cast her cast her more than once. Right. You'll you dump your hand, you get there, and then you play you play Damia once, maybe twice to get it back, and that's enough. It's just to get you going back in there. And so yeah. you, know, you know, there's there are other colors. You could also do 
you know, Grixis Planeswalkers sounds okay because Obliterate and Joggle Hops are great board wipes that leave your Planeswalkers behind. But then I have to spend all this time really leaning on blue. I have to run all these card draw cards. I have to actually, like, dedicate a greater portion of the deck right. uh, to card draw, whereas with Damia, uh, I, can just, I can just cast my general. She's not that threatening either because... Yeah, she's going to draw you cards, but it's not like Contracator Sphinx. You're not going to hold 30 cards. No. You're yeah. going to hold seven. So that's like, okay. And then she's not going to beat you up herself. So she's not like a Rafik-style threat where it's like, if I don't kill that that uh, commander, thing, yeah. I'll die. So once you get her out, I, I, I mean, Sam used to do this all the time where it's like, well, okay. He's going to draw him two cards, but there's way worse stuff out there. There's a Prophet of Crufix. I got to take care of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know? And so it's not the type of commander that actually draws a ton of hate. Right. No, it's it's great. Well, here's the thing: she does draw a lot of attention, but not a lot of hate. Because yeah. I think when people see that you're refilling your hand, because it's all in the card, right? It's yeah. like, hey, look what I'm doing. Like, uh, draw step, and everyone looks at you like. <laughs> but right, it's yeah. capped, you know. Yeah, it's, it, capped, it can't yeah. get pa- it can't get unreasonable. Seven cards is like, yeah, fine. Most <laughs> of the time in in commander, you're sitting there with five, six yeah. cards. So it's like, hey. He might have got two or three more cards than I've got, but I might be at 14 cards too because that happens all the time. So yeah. it's just because there's like a cap on it, it doesn't feel... And if you exceed that cap, it does nothing. Yeah, so yeah. it just doesn't It doesn't feel really threatening when somebody's like, I draw up to seven cards. Yeah, so she's just a way. Damia, as a choice, is there to answer all of the card draw problems. I mean, you still want to run a few. You're still probably going to run you know, the ponder for the life shuffle, for the deck shuffle and stuff like that. But, you know, you don't have to run all of the, the right. blue card draw that yeah. you would otherwise. And she's also just a great blocker, too. Yeah, if she's someone a has a big, big threat coming in just because of the death touch. Yeah, and, um, but it just puts you, it puts you in Bug, and I love Bug. Yeah. Bug is a great, great triplet. Solta is definitely, uh, I mean, I've just started building a Tasker deck, and mm. I'm just like, there's a lot of good stuff in here, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about how we abuse these Planeswalkers. And we've talked about it before, but Doubling Season is the, the key enchantment that makes this deck work because it's a four and a green for an enchantment and the, the topmost effect, actually both the effects are great. It says, yep. if an effect would put one or more tokens onto the battlefield under your control, it puts twice as many of those tokens on the battlefield instead. And if an effect would place one or more counters on the permanent you control, it places that many of those counters on that permanent instead. So uh, an effect placing counters sounds like when a Planeswalker comes into play and they get loyalty counters. Yep. So they enter with twice the number printed in the bottom right. And for most, if not all, Planeswalkers, they will not only be able to ult immediately, but survive. Survive the ult, which is insane because, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> here's the thing about the design space for ultimates on Planeswalkers. Wizards has to be careful what they do for the plus one, minus one, plus two, minus two, et cetera, the small abilities, because those are the ones you can do as soon as it enters the battlefield. But the minus ones, the giant ultimates, almost never happen. And at that point, you're already winning if you're getting your Planeswalker to that that level. They're supposed to win you the game. Yeah, so this is where they can, it's like a slippery slope. They can actually put some really insanely busted stuff on there, Mm -hmm. uh, which also means that because of doubling season existing, we can really take advantage of it and be right. like, haha, wizards printed this and they didn't ex- intend for it to be used this way, but I'm going to. Choosing bug Saltai over Bant, you know, and it is pretty much, you can boil that choice down to exchanging, forgoing board wipes in white mm-hmm. to tutors in black, four tutors in black specifically to get doubling season. Yeah. 
Although um, White has uh, Idealic Tutor and um, yeah, and that's, that's tutor. actually that's a good point. Yeah, White, yeah. White doesn't mind. Tutoring I mean, for enchantments. I, listen, I, I'm with you. I'd here. rather have I the think... tutor that can grab anything in case you already draw a doubling season. You know, right? Sure, sure, sure. I think it's it's close, but Black also has a lot of board wipes. So I yeah, think... it does. It could it could use some more. I didn't. The list you'll see is actually a little lean on the Black board wipes. I've got Damnation in there. I well, don't... Languish is out now. A new card that you could potentially put in here. You could put Languish in. You could do Decree of Pain, but it's kind of heavy on the cost. It's this. This is this is a deck for the listeners that the list list is a little flexible. I have I sleeved this up. I had this in play in my play group about a year, maybe a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. um, and I took it apart actually for the Crufix list that uh, still remains and uh, I, that I you know published here with you guys last time I was on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't sleeved up this new version of it, but it's got I, I'm inclined to do so because in the intervening year there's been some new toys that they printed yeah a yeah. lot beautiful new toys <laughs> yeah one of them is actually the chain veil the which chain came veil. out in m15 uh it's a four drop legendary artifact at the beginning of your end step if you didn't activate the loyalty ability of a planeswalker this turn you lose two life <laughs> <laughs> uh, not really relevant in our format but for for four mana you can tap it and for each planeswalker you control you may activate one of its loyalty abilities once this turn as though none of it none of its active uh, loyalty abilities have been activated so you get to just basically double up on all of them. Yep, it's yeah, which like is season, kind really. of insane. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is uh, this was a good spec card, which I happen to buy a whole ton of. Yes, it uh, is. <laughs> it's got the casual appeal of this is through the roof. It was roof. super cheap. It was like uh, it's still pretty cheap though. How's it, that spec working? I think out it was like seventy two cents when I bought it. It's oh really? Two bucks now. So okay, it's oh, looking gosh. pretty good. No, right right, now. It's not bad. Three hundred percent increase over <laughs> here. And M fifteen just now is 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 being pushed away by magic origins well let's let's look in a year i think i'm i'm, I'm yeah. pretty happy with it i think it's a good spec you'll be fine yeah i think it's a good spec too uh this card is just great i mean it, getting utility out of planeswalkers like we said before like if you're only able to use its ability once and then someone just right. ices it wow but chain veil especially because you have ramp to be able to use this the same turn you play it right. um very very powerful very well, excited about that also chain veil is one of those cards you can put out it can sit there and then you can use it mm-hmm once you put your your planeswalker out, you know, so right. it doesn't work. It works both ways. Planeswalker is already in play. You play chain veil, that works. Mm-hmm. Chain veil is already in play. You play the planeswalker, that works. That's the yeah. thing about doubling season is, you kind of have to play it first. Yeah, you do. Which is so. Scary. Which is like, hey everybody, I'm about to kill all of you. <laughs> it's about to happen. <laughs> That's the problem with doubling season. Now it's great, but you have to build your deck in a way that you are you can play doubling season out. And then make it to your next turn, which yeah. is why the the control package is nice. The yeah. ramp and the ramp package in green, and the control package in blue. So in those early turns, when you haven't even maybe even played a planeswalker yet, mm-hmm. you're just ramping, you're countering, you're getting ready. You get your doubling season down, and you have counter magic up. You pass turn, it comes back to you, and it's go time. Also, people knowing that you have counter magic up will mean they just won't even try and kill it sometimes, right. which is great. Like all you have to do is counter someone once for everyone to be like, oh, that guy's counters. He's got counter spells in this deck. <laughs> <laughs> like that's all it takes just one like one like boom and everyone's like dang it no oh no my dreams are ruined uh, I guess I just won't play anything yeah. against that guy yeah and you're like sweet I'm that guy yeah I'm that guy <laughs> it's really easy it cost me two mana and one card thanking the gate yeah um, another card I really like uh, to help enable and abuse planeswalkers is a uh, clever impersonator clever impersonator yeah what a uh, great card but you can't use it on your own planeswalkers I mean you because... can you just have to sack one of them correct? right right, right. Yeah. But, you, but you would get the new one with the reset yeah, exactly. So it's kind of like a chain veil where you could recopy a planeswalker that maybe 
uh, was really low in counters, and yeah. you have doubling season now, and you're like, you know what? I want to ult this guy again right now. That's also a bit of a good <laughs> stuff choice, which is kind of a kind of a meta call. I mean, for me, that's like, I mean, I guess most metas aren't that different. I would run Clever Impersonator in most, if not all, blue decks because I'm trying to take your Consecrated Sphinx, whatever it is. Like, it's any permanent. It's so flexible. Yeah. You can be a land if you want, right? Is it, is it non-land? Uh, no, it's any permanent. Okay. Uh, non-land permanent, correct. Okay, non-land yeah. permanent. So it can't right. be... It can't be a land. I'll take it back. Land, but yeah. like, but it can be any, anything else. So that's pretty nice. Yeah, it could even copy doubling season. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> silly. Yeah. You can't win with one doubling season. Well, Josh, we're trying to live dreams over here. We <laughs> yeah, this, this is EDH. <laughs> we are playing a Super Friends deck. Yeah. All right, let's talk about some of the Planeswalkers then. Let's do it. Ooh. One of the other new toys is the uh, Teferi Temporal Archmage. Oh, man. Yeah. This guy... Yeah. Check, check out that alt. Yeah, this alt is why you make this deck, right? Yep. This is yep. why Super Friends became so much more viable. Um, we won't even read the rest. He's a six-man Planeswalker, four and two blue, but his alt, you got it up, Josh? You want to read it? Yep, it's negative 10, which means he comes in with five loyalty, so if you have doubling season out and then play him, you can ult immediately, although it will kill him. You get an emblem with, you may activate loyalty abilities of Planeswalkers you control on any player's turn Anytime you could cast an instant. Holy crap. So this means if there's four players around the table outside of yourself, you could do it four times? Uh, yeah, once once per once per walker per turn. Per Jeez. each player's turn. I don't yeah. even and an instant speed. I don't even know what that does. Like I haven't looked at the, I haven't looked at these abilities and like thought of the I, plays yet. I don't know what that does. There are yet. so many abilities that are crazy broken when you can do things like this. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's it's I mean, it doesn't win immediately, but It'll be the most fun you've ever had. It's a really yep. strong Johnny play because yeah. it makes you think. It opens up so many possibilities. Like I don't know what they are. I'm not even gonna. Do, I'm not even gonna look. I'm just gonna start <laughs> playing. And this is like one Surprise of the reasons. Yourself. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like fun. And wh- one of the reasons <laughs> I like I like winning with planeswalkers is because you know in a deck where there's I think 16 in this list right now mm-hmm. is they all alt in different ways and all of those alts are usually a win con in its own weird little way right like you know Jace Architect of Thought you can take something from everybody's deck like that's gonna, even that right there is it's in is itself inherently varied. That's a Johnny's dream. By yeah, the way. it's so much fun. And so you, you can, playing this deck is different every time. It's not like yeah. Crufix is Crufix is there. There are a handful of win conditions, but it, it is. It is linear in the sense, technically linear in the sense that like you make a lot of mana and you dump it into a sink. You know, right. and this one's like, you know, maybe Vraska went off and you got through with your assassins or, or like, yeah, or yeah. Maybe really Karn like went Vraska off or something. Play. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, that Teferi Ultimate too is the kind of thing that there's no way they went back, looked at every single, uh, you know, oh, activated yeah. <laughs> ability of every single planeswalker and thought of every instance yeah. where it could be used now, where it couldn't before. I mean, just none of them were designed with the idea that they'd ever be able to use those things as an instant. So there's just going to be so many situations where you're just doing something that the game was totally not made to do. Yeah. Super uncharted territory. Yeah, exactly. Which m- makes it the most fun ever. And exactly. not to mention yeah. emblems are literally un you can't get rid of them. Right. Once you get an emblem out, it's going to stay there for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Well, um, there is one way to get rid of emblems. Lose. Just kill that player. Kill that yeah. player. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, true. what if a player, what happens if you leave like Apex Predator, for instance, and his all's on somebody and that they like, oh, that's creatures, right, creatures it, get buffed if they attacked that player. What if you die? Would, the, would your alt stay on that opponent? I oh. don't believe so because all of your like, Enchantments and everything else yeah. all, also go mm-hmm. away. Although I don't know for sure, we're gonna have to have some judge ruling out there. Somebody because we uh, we get yeah. rules wrong. I sometimes. believe they also disappear. If, like we were saying with Karn, you restart the game. I think sure. anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about some more planeswalkers because they're cool and fun. Uh, Vraska, I see you ha- you you mentioned her earlier. 
Um, yeah. Do you normally play Vraska for the ultimate, or are you looking at destroy target non land permanent, which is your negative three? Yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind the negative three, but I'm I'm all about those assassins. It's really fun. Yeah, yeah. and she lives if you get her out with doubling season because yep. she true. comes in with five and it takes minus seven. Uh, we should read it. Uh, it. It's a negative seven is put three one one black assassin creature tokens onto the battlefield, and all those assassins have. Whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, that player loses the game. Yep. Bop, 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 bop. Yep. So you get three done. of them, and if they connect... Yeah, little phagelings. Done. Yeah, little phagelings. All, all <laughs> it just takes is one. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. And so she's obviously better in a one-on-one match. Right, um, obviously. More so than, than, than others, whereas but Architect of Thought is multiplayer. But she's still fine. Sometimes just someone doesn't have a blocker. Yeah, someone's just someone's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is definitely a very fun Well, they don't have three it. blockers. Even if they have two, they're still dead. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. Yeah, it's very true. Um, now, you have three Garricks in here. You have the Apex Predator, Primal Hunter, yep, and he, Wild Speaker. He's a new toy. Uh, Wild Speaker is... Um, as we mentioned before, just kind of like under the radar utility, just little moderate value card. I'm on the fence about the third one I have. What's his name? Primal Hunter. Primal Hunter. The triple green is problematic, yeah. but I like the alt as a win con, especially, yeah, yeah. especially with doubling season. The alt is amazing. So is his minus three, well, which you can do when you come in, which is just draw cards equal to the greatest power among creatures you control. Yeah, um, you might not have a big creature. You may not have a big creature, especially in the deck like this, but it's really good. And I mean, even No, you, you can like plus a, one and then negative three next turn. So for, yeah, you're going to at least draw three. Yeah. yeah. But his, um, his ultimate, and I, I, when you have a deck with Teferi, Temporal, Archmage in here, you only look at their ultimate and be like, right. can they do it when they when doubling season pops yep. them in? <laughs> Which is put a minus six, six green, uh, put a six, six green worm creature token on the battlefield for each land you control. And we're in green, so we're ramping. Yeah, we're ramping. We have doubling up. season, so we're doubling. Yeah. It's yeah, great. it's true, though. He is two green, green, green to cast. So I would be interested, because he's in my Super Friends deck. Mm. I, I'd be interested to see how easily you can cast him in, in one of these decks. Yeah, I, I remember it being. He was in the in the previous build that I had sleeved up, and I remember him it being a point. But the odd, he did not get cut; like it was worth it. Yeah, it I, definitely is worth it. I think something I would say is it's dangerous to just assume to only look at the planeswalkers through the lens of I've got doubling season out because right. <laughs> so often you don't. And anybody who's played the deck before will know doubling season cannot stay on the table. Right? Yeah, and that's all they'll cannot. try and do. Like which that's what we try and do with Jimmy's Super Friends deck now yeah. is. Is like don't worry about everything else. No doubling season. Right. And once they Poor are guys. onto once yeah once they're onto that, then your all your planeswalkers need to be seen through the lens of are they still good if doubling yeah. season is not out. That's why I think Primal yeah. Hunter is actually pretty good Keep because the them. plus one and the negative uh, three are both good abilities. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Uh, another new toy is Ugin the Spirit Dragon. Ugin. Oh, uh, yeah. His so alt. Good. His alt is just like vomit a bunch of planeswalkers onto the board and you're like yeah, yes that's please insane. so ugin's minus 10 is you gain seven life draw seven cards and put up the seven permanent cards from your hand on the battlefield it's the opposite of nickel bolas which right. i thought was really flavorful cool bit, uh, um, this is like one of those cards that should i mean this should go in every edh deck ever it's just so good. It's really good. Uh, and it's colorless, so it can go in every deck. Mm-hmm. Because his minus X is exile each permanent with a converted mana cost X or less. That's one or more colors. So you can just usually just... It's a great board wipe. Um, he also just pluses to do lightning bolt. Um, <laughs> pretty insane. <laughs> I mean, mana. but you can exile each permanent that's like six or less. Or you could do seven or less. The tourney comes into play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So really, Ugin is in a lot of ways, better than, like, Navinuril's disc because that comes into play tapped and you have yeah. to last the rotation on the table. Yeah, right. Also, it exiles. Yeah, Ugin is very, very strong. So there's one of these guys that's, like, even if you don't ultimate it, yeah. 
It's very, very good. It's just a good walker otherwise. Yeah. yeah. The then, bolt, the lightning bolt plus two is not great in our format, but... Sometimes right. you can just kill the pesky thing that you need to kill, though. Yeah, and get Never underestimate it. it. Yeah. Yep. Some of the walkers in there are not there for their ultimate, uh, such as Freya Elise. Yeah, so I was just um, about to talk about her. She is... She's a she's amazing. Yeah. Um, she's three and two green. She came out in Commander 2015, and her plus two... 2014. 2014, sorry. Uh, is put a 1-1 green Elf Druid creature token on the battlefield with tap, add green to your mana pool. She makes mana dorks. Yep. And which I is like, insane. I like ramping. Yeah. And, and it's course, an elf. And it's an elf. <laughs> Not yeah. that it matters in this deck, but it does matter sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And she's a naturalize as well with her minus two. That's her the mi- big draw for me. Yeah. Naturalize in this format, on a, like repeatable on a walker, is glorious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Freilis is awesome. I, I kind of want to build a deck around her now that I think about it just because the, the ramp ability and just the being able to wreck the most problematic artifact or enchantment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's very strong. My only thing would be is she's five mana, and then mm-hmm. when you're going to put her out, you're going to make a land war elf. So yeah, you paid true. five mana for a land war elf. I don't know. Um, I mean, I've seen decks with her at the helm that are okay. I right. think she's much better in your 99 than she is as your commander. Sure. Definitely. Um, let's see here. Kiora the Crashing Wave is one of my favorite uh, more recent Planeswalkers. Yep, new toy. Yeah, because she has a very relevant ability, which is... Um, a fogging an individual creature, mm-hmm. uh, which, well, in this case, she kind of fogs a permanent. So she says, until your next turn, prevent all damage that would be dealt to and dealt by target permanent and opponent controls. So you can just say, like, your commander is completely ineffective for right. one full turn. And right. sometimes that is all the windows someone needs to be like, great, like, thank you so much. Sigarda was about to literally kill me next turn, or he has scourged the throne. Well, you can't could, do you it couldn't Sigarda. Sigarda. All right. Yeah. Sorry. But Rafik. Rafik, yeah. I always say it for Sigarda because she's the one that comes to mind. and that's Because she's, she's always going to kill you. Because she is always going to kill you because she's hexproof, I love clearly. Her. So Rafik, uh, Xu Yun, just something problematic. Right. It's amazing to be able to just deny one person that. And sometimes that's all it needs to, to like, break the dams and have everyone kill that person or just have them be like, "Uh uh-oh, I'm defenseless now. A lot of times, too, like I was saying, there's usually like one thing that's got shadow randomly or there's one unblockable thing and and Kira can come down, take care of that one thing and maybe there's not two and now she can live till the next turn and then you can play a second Planeswalker and she can do it again and now you can just sort of protect your stuff. That's, yeah. It's like getting Planeswalkers to stick can really domino because yeah. now you've got two now you've got three now i mean how the heck are they going to get rid of them all right mm-hmm. exactly um there was a card that was in origins in the developmental process it was a super friends tech card and it oh. did not survive no it, it, it spoiled and it was a different card and i wept it was very it was a really wept. sad moment <laughs> um so do you guys know jace's sanctum the yeah. you know the, the that's a sweet right. card though it's a sweet card it, i mean what's his face loves it what's his name um Tolrand, oh, Tolrand, yeah. Tolrand, 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 You know yeah. those guys love that card. That card in its original iteration and what everybody submitted, what everyone wrote for, was a super friends. It was a little enchantment, same cost. I think it was three. I don't remember what it did, but it was just like it's like whenever you activate a pl- an ability of a planeswalker, extra awesome stuff. Like it was, re- <laughs> it was, it was so awesome. I was all about it, and um, or maybe I think maybe it like gave them like an extra point of loyalty or something. It was something just, cool. It was yeah. just a sweet super friends card. I'd never seen them support the archetype so directly. Uh, mm-hmm. Such an affordable little enchantment. Um, and so the, and the flavor behind it was like okay, like this is the like the hideout on Ravnica where Jace brings all his awesome good guy planeswalker buddies. And this is where, oh, this nice. is where they meet and, and like they play plan. Gathering, right? Yeah, <laughs> this is where they meet and they plan their their 
retaliations against Bolas and the Eldrazi, and this is where we're, they're like, like you know, like. Uh, like the Justice League headquarters, basically. Gotcha. And so, it is super frenzy. Yeah, yeah, it was so cool. I had a quote for it that I won't forget. I remember it was awesome. It was um, a place of rest for those who cannot. Ooh. And I was all about it. But, oh, but then they changed the whole purpose of the card. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, very cool. Uh, Jason Sanctum is still a good card, fortunately, for EDH. It, I think it's oh, going to find a, a lot great of cool card. places. Yeah. Is um, it, it's, is it cost four or three? It costs four. It costs four, yeah. Three, the, yeah. The Super Friends version was three. Wow. Which was cool. Yeah. I'm all about that. Unfortunately, we have just a sweet card anyway, so yeah. I guess I guess we can live with that for now. Thanks for nothing, Wizards, and slash forever. They probably <laughs> just said, this set has so many things for EDH already. Do we really need another That's one? That's true. We right. should mention Origins is the most EDH set I've seen in a long time. It's pretty crazy. They put tons of stuff for us for us in there so we yeah. can't really complain yeah it's a good set all right let's um, move on to the next section for the deck tech which i call no creatures no problem uh <laughs> and we talked about this earlier uh board wipes are great because planeswalkers aren't creatures they yeah. don't care they're not artifacts or enchantments either so that's why you love cards like evacuation evacuation is great that's, that's one of my favorite blue cards yeah three blue blue instant return all creatures to their owner's hands yep uh destroys tokens will just sometimes give someone a hand that they cannot replay out they have to discard half their hand yeah it's a huge tempo play or yeah, yeah they can only play one of their creatures you know gets rid play- of mm-hmm. gets rid of cigar this gets rid of cigar there yep. you go yes i did it guys <laughs> Um, (laughs) Damnation, which is exactly Wrath of God. Toxic Deluge, which we talked about. Both Jimmy and I had as our number one black card in EDH. So good. Uh, good. Disc, which we just talked about. Yeah, this one's, I think, actually the best because it's artifacts, creatures, and enchantments. So if you don't have doubling season now, I mean, it could wreck your own doubling season. But here's the thing. It's... You're getting rid of a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, you just play them at your own risk, and you just do them intelligently on the fly. Like, O-Stone is in there for the same reason. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Oblivion Stone, you just sometimes you need to blow everything up. Yeah. Well, Oblivion Stone costs like $1,000 right now. Um, really? How much yeah, is it? Yeah, it's blown up recently. Yeah, um, I think it's because of the modern spikes, correct? Isn't yeah. it? Is it in, it's being played in Tron, I think? Or Yeah, it has gone up to $55 recently. That is criminal. Yeah, it's crazy. 12. But the, criminal. <laughs> but the 12. disc, the Vineyard's disc is an interesting case because it was actually supposed to wipe everything but lands, right? Mm. But it was designed before Planeswalker as a card type existed. Right. So it's actually like playing through a loophole in the rules kind yep. of when you yeah. play that card, which I really like. That's why some of these old cards are really great yeah. same yeah, with like pernicious that. deed yes pernicious deed is glorious i yeah. didn't i didn't own one the last time i had this deck and it was out i just didn't have one because it hadn't been printed yet in conspiracy yeah and oh, conspiracy. Then, thank you so much yeah thank you so much for bringing that one down right into the into the low hanging fruit range and i can yeah. just pluck it yeah so absolutely good. the card is uh one black and a green for an enchantment and you can pay x to sacrifice to destroy each artifact creature and enchantment with converted mana cost x or less mm-hmm. so planeswalkers stay alive no matter what Sometimes you just play this and just do it immediately for zero to kill all the tokens on the battlefield. Yeah. Um, Fun fact, it's got a free Elise in the, in the flavor text. Oh. It's when she sets off a bomb to kill Yogmoth, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, it says, Yogmoth, Frey Elise whispers at, whispered as she set the bomb. Now you will pay for your treachery. A little, <laughs> a little on the nose there. <laughs> set him up with the bomb. <laughs> set us up the bomb. Yeah, someone set us up the bomb. All your base are belong to I, us. I've never seen one in person, but there's a, an alternate art, I believe, Judge promo of Pernicious Deed Ooh. that has Shakespeare on, as the flavor text. Instead, it's got Hamlet, I, I think it's from. It's just unbelievable. It's so good. But first of all, the art is incredible. It's all shiny yeah. and exclusive and not here. Judge Foils is something that I always yeah. think about wanting to get and never end up actually getting it, which is too bad. Yeah, yeah. it's from actually Richard III. Oh, okay. My fault. Yeah, it is your fault. Come on, man. Uh, <laughs> now is the winter of our discontent. Is that it? 
don't no, know. It's something That's else. All but I know. There's this giant DCI foil over it. I can't even see it. It's the tyrannous and bloody deed is done. The most arch deed of piteous massacre that ever yet this land was guilty of. So oh, cool. I think that is from the opening Ooh, monologue. That's awesome. That's super rad. I wish, you know, and this would obviously take away from some of your work, but it'd be awesome if they brought back some of like the Hamlet, you know, that kind of. They used to do that. Um, like Arabian Nights has just straight Tons, up Arabian yeah. Nights quotes. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they didn't take themselves as seriously uh, as fiction storytellers as they do now. Mm-hmm. They hadn't begun to tell a tale with as much like, uh, you know, intention and I guess branding too. I mean, you know, it's yeah, it's true. It's good though. I mean, I'm glad that now we're all in universe and stuff. Yeah, they yeah. want to own it all. Yeah, it's um, an IP. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to have a bunch of stuff on your on your cards that you don't own. Yeah, right. absolutely. Um, let's talk about some cards you may not think of. Now you have Relic of Progenitus in this deck. Yeah, I mean, you gotta Is have one thing. Of, yeah, yeah. I, I, if you don't run a single piece of graveyard hate, you're just asking for it. I think. Um, mm-hmm. especially in this format. I mean, if it's not reanimator, it could be like a flashback kind of thing. It's just that that zone is by no means off limits for right. decks. I just, just one card I think is worth it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's also just, I mean, who doesn't see a Carador deck or someone just doing something absurd with their graveyard yeah. at some point in the game? It's just prudent. I think it's a good word. I, Very fitting. Yeah. Uh, uh, one card that I actually want to recommend that you don't have in here. Creeping Renaissance. Ooh. Have you heard of this card? It's uh, the gr- Innistrad green thing. Yeah, it's a green sorcery for three and two uh, three and two green. Choose a permanent type. Return all cards of the chosen type from your graveyard to your hand, and you can flash it back for five and two green. It's a really good idea. Yeah, I find that when you play Super Friends, there's one thing that happens. Your Super Friends die. Yeah. It's very sad. It's not very heroic. It doesn't really fit the uh, Super Friends theme. Like, Superman <laughs> would never die. Right. I mean, uh, well, wait, he, he occasionally dies. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem with Superman. It's like, oh, yo, Superman's invincible. Oh, we're just going to kill him right I now. I hate that superhero. He's so boring. And they're not doing him the right way. You know, that's a whole nother. There's, no, yeah, there's, yeah, there's yeah. no good way to do him. Let's there's not, no let, good way to do him. not digress. He, yeah. <laughs> if you guys didn't know, Super Friends was actually, uh, it was co- the name was coined from an animated show in the 70s that was based on the Justice League. So mm. it had Superman, Batman, Robin, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, etc. Nice. But in EDH, it's just obviously the yeah. Planeswalkers. But it's it's basically the Avengers is yeah, what Super the, Friends <laughs> is. Right, right. Yeah. Um, let's talk about ways to combat this deck. Mm. Uh, the first one you have here is evasive threats. Yeah, flyers. Yep, because yeah. planeswalk. Because basically, planeswalkers are susceptible to creatures. Yeah, uh, your yes. opponent's control. Yeah, it sucks know. getting swung into here. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. So flying, unblockable, shadow, all good ways. Shadow is probably really underutilized in EDH. I love shadow. Yeah, I, I think if you have a, a couple shadow cards in your deck, you'll be surprised at how good they are. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, it's just one of those keywords that you're like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> and there's just cards that straight up are unblockable that people run too, so right. you can't do anything about those. Like, right. And they become removal spells on the planeswalkers, so mm-hmm. that's a way to get around it. I think too, just like I said, doubling season is the really scary thing. Like a planeswalker or two getting out, it's scary. But if doubling season is not out, you're you're okay. You can handle that. But right. as soon as doubling season hits the table, the next card could kill everybody. So. That's the really big thing. So I would say, like, just instant speed enchantment removal is very powerful. Yeah. Especially, like, something with, like, Crossing Grip, something you better that can't have be it. countered. Yeah, you better have enchantment removal anyway because, geez, doubling season will win the game against you. Yeah. And that's yeah. any deck. Any single deck, super friends, tokens, whatever, if they put doubling season onto the table, 
they're going to win the next turn. <laughs> yeah, or they're just going to do something that's going to put it out your your victory out of the way. If right. That makes sense. Out of reach. Yeah, I mean, but people, unless they're just a brand new player, in which case they still might win. But if they're a player that you've played with for a while, they right. won't even play doubling season until they know the next card that hits the table basically wins. Mm-hmm. So that's the card to really look out for. Uh, counter counter magic is probably a good. Yeah. Decent idea. I mean, but this deck that. runs. If you guys look at the deck list, it does run a lot of counter spells in there. I actually got a really little smart. thinner. Got a little thinner since the, the last time I had it. Be- after the tuck change, mm-hmm. uh, we lost Hinder and Spell Crumble, which were just auto includes before. And they're still good cards. They're still fine. They're still they're still good. They're just like cancels kind of. You may as well just run counter spell now. Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you all you should run that anyway. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Well, this deck is a lot of fun to play. I think just having a bug commander is great. You mm-hmm. could really replace uh, Damia with anyone that yeah. has the same colors. Um, well, not anyone. I don't think you would put uh, Sidisi in here because then you're just losing no. your planeswalkers. No, in the graveyard. you could put the. I mean, you could put the Mimeoplasm in, but I don't know. I would still keep Damia because you do you do want to draw cards. If you take mm-hmm. out Damia, you have to put in more blue card draw. Yeah, for sure. Or play someone like Tassigur so you can get back some of the cards you're throwing into the Tassigur, game. I think, would be fine at the helm here. That'd be cool. Yeah. But card draw is very important, uh, just getting getting these cards out. Now, how does this deck play? Do you find that you have slow starts, fast starts? Uh, pretty slower starts, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you get your, you sort of get your, your footing. And so you, you're vulnerable then. Do you wait to play the Planeswalkers until you have doubling season? Or are you more just, you know, if I have it and I can play it, I should just do it so I can get a board presence. So it depends. Just... If, even if I have a tutor, if I have a means of acquiring doubling mm-hmm. season, I'll, I'll go for it. But I also, I like, you know, you got to you gotta play cards. You got to get moving. It's true. Now, do, now doubling season being a five mana spell, would you wait till seven mana so you can have counter magic available when you play it? I would try. I would try. That'd be nice. And of course, this is all dependent on what you're seeing across the table. If no one's playing blue, you can just right. kind of safely run it out there. And again, this list is totally flexible. Like, you know, listeners, feel free to play with it. Feel free to, you know, submit your uh, suggestions for it and how to improve it because oh, I have <laughs> we, don't, we don't have to tell them that. Do <laughs> I bet they're tearing it apart now. <laughs> I, I haven't played it in a year. You know, I, I look forward to heading back and seeing what it does again. If you wanted to do a Bant version, I would suggest uh, Angus McKenzie as the... Oh, interesting. As so the, you can stop That's a good one. Just to fog. Just yeah, because it, it really keeps it keeps your Planeswalkers alive. However, that card's like $55. I would suggest Chromat or another five-color general. Just just take all the colors. Just, just do just it Just take all yeah. the colors. Why? Child Why? of Alara probably. Why? She wipes your, your Planeswalkers too. But yeah. Like, it's... I don't know. I She's would, a good fail-safe. There's too many ways to wipe the board without wiping your Planeswalkers that yeah. I would think that that's probably not what you want to do. Yeah. yeah. Red, uh, white gives you more planes. White gives you some good walkers and some more board wipes, and red gives you, I think, just jockle hops and obliterate. You're saying we get white walkers from white? Totally white walkers. All right, let's move on to the end step where we're talking about something cool outside the world of Magic the Gathering. All right, for my end step this week, we're talking about VidCon. VidCon is around the corner. It's actually today, the day you're listening to this episode. Um, Now, if you guys live in Southern California, hopefully you get to come to this. This is the biggest YouTube convention. It's the one that started it all off originally. It used to be just like this small gathering in a hotel. It's not small anymore. It's not small anymore. We're talking 7,000 plus uh, people screaming adolescents. my nieces will be among the screaming adolescents, Jimmy. Oh, so very nice. I expect you to show I us a good time. Do not expect them to be screaming for me. I expect them to be screaming for probably the numerous British vloggers. <laughs> and uh, very, I don't know. There's uh, mystical, magical morning show. Something. Oh, Rhett and Link. Rhett and Link. Now, okay, that they they have a huge fan base. Those guys are really nice too. I don't know. My nieces are. You know yeah. what? I will congratulate your nieces for having 
Good taste. Because there are <laughs> Good some... job, Hannah and Kiko. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, VidCon is this crazy three-day, four-day celebration of YouTubers and creators as well as all this other stuff. And that's why, to tie it back into the show a little bit, you know, we have our stuff up on YouTube as well. We're doing collaborations with a lot of other YouTubers and we hope to be doing more in the future. And that's like the spirit of stuff on YouTube. That's mm-hmm. the spirit of how I got into the business as an, as a performer really is because YouTube is a platform. That's awesome. You got to just, you're going to make your own stuff. You got to put it out there. We're going to make this podcast and make it more popular and accessible to more people because of YouTube. Right. Um, Cause not everyone has a podcast app on their phone. And I think a lot of people only watch the podcast on YouTube now that we have a channel there, which is great, which means we're up we to can, like 5,000 followers. Yeah, we can diversify our audience. Um, and thank you to everyone that watches the show on YouTube as well. Uh, we're going to VidCon. I would love to meet some listeners of the podcast at VidCon. I have a feeling <laughs> there may not be that many, but well, cause it's mostly younger people there, but Jimmy and I will both be there. I'll be there Saturday. Yeah. But here's the thing. I did get to draft last year. Uh, oh yeah. With Boogie. I missed, I missed out, but I'm hoping that something like that happens again. Yeah, I do too. It was a lot of fun. We got to do it for one day and we were outside and people were walking by and being like, what are you guys doing? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so that's always a good feeling. I'm actually about to join you guys on the, the YouTube frontier. Really? I've what never you- done it before, but Ooh. I'm going to, I'm the new host of a, uh, of a previously active but now resurrected. <laughs> um, uh, so here we go. So it's called the Underwear Expert, and I'm going to be, <laughs> I'm going to be the dude without the clothes on, talking about the fabric differences and the different wow. cuts and such of various underwear brands. So if wow! You've got, if Only for mature listeners out yeah, there. If yeah. You've got, <laughs> if you've got some dudes who. <laughs> If you want to wear some dude underwear, I will. I will inform you. You as know, to the ins someone and outs. needs to do the research. Someone has to get down and dirty with it. That's true. Can I just read the transcription version of it? Oh, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be risque. Um, no, if you haven't seen James, he's pretty jacked. He's he, he does modeling also. So you know, staring at him in his underwear. It's might, gonna be silly. Might maybe be good TV. maybe it'll encourage TV. you to also you know get out there, get hit the gym, and. Uh, I, I do need some encouragement in that area. Yeah, I think we all do. Um, also, I mean, this is totally another aside, but working out helps you play magic better, I think. Getting really? your body active makes mm. your mind more active, and no. you're not prone to bad posture, slouching over, and making just hat rash mistakes. You know, I think it all it all contributes. Sure, sure. I mean, I just I counteract all of my fitness with um, clouding substances that, <laughs> that you're definitely you, you're produce misplays. You live, you he's live saying in, he gets chocolate wasted. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just, <laughs> and he lives in Los Angeles, so all that smog is, is clouding up here. It definitely well. affects my decision making. Yeah, absolutely. I am, I am Captain Misplay. <laughs> I think we all are. That's kind of the, the spirit of EDH is that you are allowed way more misplays in EDH than oh, a normal yeah. game, and you can still win a game at the end, which is always great. I really want that superhero to be a thing. Captain Misplay, he just like <laughs> runs up behind you he's like, sacrifice all your creatures, and like, runs <laughs> Like, damn it, Captain Misplay. Why'd you do that? Play that fight card against that mana gorger Hydra, Josh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, the. Tap all your legs. I saw the salt. I I was like, I like, I like, licked my fingers. Like, their salt is in the air. Uh, Poor Josh. uh, What did I do? It's okay. You still went 4 1 in the pre release, which is great. Um, That's pretty rad. I hope you guys get the chance to play Origins. It's out now. Um, It's going to be out in Moto tomorrow, I believe, is what the, uh, how it usually works is a week after release. But Mm. the set looks great. Looks amazing for EDH. Very excited about it. Limited that. looks super fun. Yeah. yeah. Very white, exciting. white is busted. White is busted. So is green, actually. Really? Green's green busted too? Green's very powerful as well. I think yeah. white is actually a little overrated. I think it's good. Really? But I think, yeah, in draft, in hmm. in limit, in sealed, I think it's a little bit better. But hmm. it's still good. Don't get me wrong. I, I just think that... Uh, 
All right, we have Josh the Naysayer over here. <laughs> Just saying, little overrated. Hyperbole, Josh, is never <laughs> overrated. <laughs> All right, let's move to the cleanup step. Our sister podcast is the Masters of Modern. They talk about modern. What a great format. I got to play a couple matches with Kessler at Comic-Con, and I had a lot of fun. There's a lot of decision trees, a lot of decision points, and it's very interactive. A lot of decks. A lot of decks as well. Yeah, you can build some crazy stuff. You can win with Merfolk. All right, that's all you need to know. (laughs) Uh, You can find them at The MMCast on Twitter. Our editor is Eli Cuevas, and special thanks to Jeffrey Palmer for the Living Card animations on our videos. You can find him at Living Cards MTG. And you can find James Pianca on Twitter at James Pianca. Yes, sir. On Instagram at James Pianca. And very soon, reviewing underwear (laughs) on YouTube. On YouTube as James Pianca. Interrogating people on the street about their underwear. Ooh, that'd be fun. I'm actually filming that tomorrow. We're going to go around and just like pounce on people. (laughs) We'll just be like, I'm going to be shirtless and skinny jeans with like a really tasteful waistband visible. Ah, And then we're going to like show up with a camera and be like, you! You there. What kind of underwear do you wear? <laughs> it's going to be like, preposterous. Uh, Costco brand. <laughs> oh, man. Don't wear Costco underwear. It's so cheap and pretty comfy. <laughs> for real, though, there's some really comfortable dude underwear out there. I was surprised. Yeah. I showed up and like I was like, hey, I brought some underwear for the shoot. He's like, dude, I did not depend on a straight guy to bring underwear. Here, oh, here's a box. I'm going to... You're going to go through many. <laughs> Very interesting. Well, I'm excited to see your adventures as well. Thanks for joining us on these two episodes, James. Always as always, thank you so on. much. Uh, hopefully, we'll bring you on when you uh, do some new cards in the future. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, when you're allowed to talk about them. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, within, if, if all, um, I will say that if, if, if Wizards follows previous precedent, um, they will, within, the, within, the, uh, within this month, before the end of the month, uh, reveal the next thing that I worked on. Ooh. Um, so it'll be battle for Zendikar. You're trying or not to Commander say it. Oh, can't say it. Whatever. You can't say it. But there's we're... a there's a thing that they spoiled last year. Oh, know, you could work so. on the commander product too. Oh my God, do we have four color generals coming? I say you can say nothing. You can say nothing. That's he can a yes. Just look at us with his eyes and like. That's wink. a yes, everybody. <laughs> That's I have no additional information. Straight from the mouth of Josh. Yeah. That is a yes. Like, oh God, I hope so. Okay, everybody, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Peace. Thank you for your attention. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.